Hello and welcome to Two Gays and a Teapot, coming to you live, kind of live, from London. My name is Mark T. Cox. I am a comedian, a writer, cabaret performer, originally from Ireland. I'm from County Clare, and now I'm living in London. And my name is Rui McInerney. I'm a comedian, improviser, and comedy writer from Donegal in Ireland, but now residing in lovely London town. And together we run Two Gays and a Teapot a brand new podcast where we sit down, drink tea, uh, mull over a subject and have a bit of crack. And you get to listen. And Two Gays and a Teapot is 100% unscripted, totally unprepared, totally unedited. And that's not because we couldn't be bothered (laughs) getting stuff ready. It's a creative decision. Now, Rory, tell us, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to delve into the weird and wonderful world of jobs. Jobs we've had jobs. in the past. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Excellent. Um, tell us, well, tell us, maybe start with your first job. Can you remember? Have you ever had a job, first of all? Maybe you haven't. I have. I've had, I've had 28 jobs in 30 years. <laughs> That gives Actually, you a little I swear to God, joke. yeah. Swear on my life. No, I, you're joking. I, I oh, swear no. on my life. I counted them up. Some of them have only lasted a day, but then some have oh. lasted longer than that. Come on. I know. Death, desperate. What was the first one? Well, I got sacked <laughs> from my first job, actually. Um, oh, no. It was in a cafe um, in Letterkenny. And then, but my first real like, kind of job where I lasted more than two shifts was um, in Next. Do you know Next? Mm, the, oh, yeah. In the, in the homeware department um, oh, when I was 16. Because um, I had like bits and pieces of jobs, but I remember getting a job in there and it was just so quiet. Uh, people actually didn't know that because it was at the back of the store and there wasn't many signs. People didn't um, people didn't know that the home department was there. So like on oh. a daily basis, people, <laughs> people would come in and be like, oh, is this new? And I'd be like, no, no, it's always been here. I've been here for months. Exactly. My God, thank God. Please don't leave. Please. Do you want to, do you want to see the new cushions? Oh, my God. What did they sell? Oh, they sold everything. So I had a manager who I couldn't stand. Um, she used to say, you know, like faux, for like faux leather. It was, it was kind of, um, they were, I was there for the whole teal you know, for the teal. And right. the ta- everything was influenced by Morocco. So it was like the Tangier lamp. Um, and then we had all these faux leather frames. And she kept saying to me, she oh. was like, what did you call that? I said, faux leather. She goes, it's fox leather. It's oh, fox no. leather, Rory. And she goes, you need Killing. to say it right. And I was like, right, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to just make, move things around. I used to move the displays oh, around. Were you, were you on the tails or were you just... Everything. I was, doing, I was 16. I was doing stock checks, uh, checking things. Uh, but I, I think that's probably the I've worked the job I've worked the hardest at. In but no customers. But no customers. Well, there was a few. There was a few people <laughs> that came in. The sale was nuts. Oh, I'd say five a.m. <laughs> what about you? What was your first job? Christ, um, I haven't had twenty-eight jobs. I've had I can't I didn't count actually. I've had maybe ten. Uh, my first job was when I was. Very young, actually, about 13 or 14. Yeah. Uh, 14, maybe. I was working in a pub um, up the road. There's a small pub up the road from us, and it's the it's basically where everyone seems to work at some stage in their life in in our village. My my mother worked there, and my sister worked there. Um, 
It's a very important institution. Ireland's oldest family-run pub now. <laughs> so you have to, it's been there for like hundreds of years. So uh, my first job when I was obviously very young was just on a Friday evening. Um, I had to go and tidy the bottles. So, you know, <laughs> you know, when like they have to send all the glass bottles back for recycling. That's such they a smelly, smelly job. But no, I never knew this existed, but somebody has to put all of those bottles into separate little crates and trays and all the Coke bottles have to go together and all of the really? beer bottles and cider bottles, they all have to be separated out. So that was my job every Friday for about a year or two after school, I would go and I would face this big mountain of glass bottles and then pick them up one by one into these crates. And it it was hard. It was very boring and I was on my own and I would take way longer than probably I should to do it because I was yeah. bored. Um, so, but I did it and I did it reasonably well. But then I was like, it's all happening out there. It's all <laughs> like, because Friday evening around eight, nine o'clock, it would start to get busy in the bar and I'd hear like music and stuff. I was like, the people need to see me. I need to be out there. <laughs> I'm like here in the warehouse. <laughs> the Phantom of the Opera in the back. <laughs> I need to be seen. So eventually. <laughs> I need to be heard. <laughs> I got uh, I got promoted up to be actually out in the bar and serving drinks. I was way too young, but anyway. Um, and I loved that show. I was all chat and all the old yeah. men were uh, chatting to me and all the old women would come in. They'd be all tips. The tips, this was like, times were good and everyone had loads of money. So there was a lot of like, people would get a I drink and yourself. then they'd say, what for yourself? And oh, you would just that. make up an amount of money and keep it <laughs> for yourself out of the chain. I used to always say a bottle of champagne I would have. So I'd be like, you need more. It's a hundred euro for I was making loads of money, but I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I was good, but it's, it's hard. I think working in a country pub is very different to like a town or a city bar. Because in a city, someone comes up to the bar, they order a drink, they tell you what they want and they give you the money and they go away. In yeah. a country pub, you have a lot of like old men who sit at the bar all day long for 20 years and they have little routines and patterns and you and have work. to just kind of know what they want. And they literally like tip their hat or they give you a wink or something and that would be their way of saying, I'd like a pint of something. And you have to know what it is and you have to like know the little codes or they'd they'd have a little system of they give you a little wink and then they walk out the door and that means I'm going to smoke now and then I'm going to go wee and I'll be back in 15 minutes and when I come back in I want a fresh pint of Guinness to be on the counter just as I walk in the door. Is that <laughs> you have what to a like, wink means? I've been getting um, that wrong. I thought it was a come well, on. Fuck it can mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to kind of know all of their little routine. And there was one man who'd like, he'd have every third pint of Guinness, he'd have a little whiskey and you just had to know he'd never ask you. And they wouldn't even yeah. pay. Like they don't pay after every drink. They'll build up a little tab during the day or maybe like mm. there was one man where his wife came in every Friday. I think probably the child allowance money <laughs> she oh, came to pay off the tax and you had to just know all of these little things because you'd insult someone if you asked them to pay too soon it's hard so I wasn't very good I kind of got frustrated because I was like you cut the drink give me the money exactly. um, <laughs> so then eventually I was put into the kitchen and I was made wash pots <laughs> okay <laughs> which was hard that was hard yeah I think any of those kind of catering like it was a restaurant and a pub as well any of those like food kitcheny jobs they are just 
I, tough work. They're fast and they're hot and they're stressful. Well, I, I worked in a nightclub when I was 17 in Letterkenny and I swear to God, it was probably the hardest. And my mum actually, years before, worked in the same nightclub, so it's similar. Um, but it was probably the hardest work I've ever done in my mm. life. But I was happy out I loved it. But you were on show, weren't you on display? I was on show, and I was put in there. There was like a little, like it was like a little small bar that was off the main night, like the nightclub, and it was like we yeah. were just. So it was, it would be me and this fella called Marty, and then these twins, um, Sharon and Sinead, and then Emer, and they were older, so they were like twenty. They were ranged between twenty and twenty-three, and I was seventeen, and they kind of took me under their wing. So I was, I was only collecting glasses. So the rest of the glass collector boys, because I was the new boy and they'd been there years, they didn't really chat to me. Plus, I was a big raging gay. Yeah. Um, you were. I'm, I like because I, I rocked up to the job with like peroxide blonde hair, and I thought I thought I was getting a job in the restaurant, but they said no, we're we're full in the restaurant. They said you need to go in and collect glasses in the nightclub. I went collect glasses in the nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were in the Ritz, exactly. <laughs> but then there was times when you and then, you know the height the summer, then you'd have to go out, and the place would be hopping. So you'd go in about five o'clock to clean the place from the night before. Yeah. Then you'd go home and have your dinner, and then you'd come back in for opening so you'd be stuck oh, in shelves and stuff and then you would be you wouldn't finish until half three in the morning and i would That's do that right. friday saturday friday and saturday night and then sunday on a bank holiday and the time flew because you didn't have time to think and the customers like plastered they're, they're <laughs> like normal any other job like your customers or your clients or whatever are conscious and <laughs> can be polite <laughs> and you'll have little no. arguments and stuff you can understand in a them. bar or in a club people are just they don't even see the staff most of the, they're just balubas and they're just throwing themselves around it's really hard and you're you have your little mission which is yeah. whatever it is to like get the to glasses get to here you're going to get in trouble and there's people just getting sick on your shoes <laughs> oh i know oh yeah or just like there was one time i went in and i went and i remember we had used to take it in turns to check the toilets and so i did a friday night which was pretty quiet i know you just check on them and then if there was anything you know whatever but then on the saturday night it must i don't know what happened i think maybe one of the teams in our hometown won a cup or something. Oh. You can tell I'm so into sport, won a cup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I came in and one of the glass collector boys who I didn't really like, he came in, he was like this, he goes, he was like, dirty animals. I was like, what? And he goes, go in and look at that toilet. Everyone got so drunk that some fella had fallen into the urinal, passed Don't. out, blocked the urinal. The fellas were so drunk they didn't see him, carried on using oh. the urinal. The whole thing was just overflow. It was a, it was, it was a disaster. God, you know, I've been to uh, clubs in Berlin where people have paid a lot of money. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. For that kind of a service. <laughs> but the poor old devil that must have woken up or been, war war do you know what I mean? And then trying to get a taxi home. Oh, oh covered in oh, covered no. in urine. But you know what was really funny? And I, I noticed this a lot in like Irish bars and nightclubs, which I haven't really noticed over here. There's a real age difference in staff. Like I worked with people who were in their 70s, but still collected yeah. glasses with me. Do you know kind of women that had been there for like 20, 30 years? They had it as like a yeah, side yeah. job when their husband was a farmer. And I like that. They yeah. were telling you, they, they yeah. tell you about lamb and... and um, <laughs> What do you, yeah, la, lamb, lambs, yeah, lamb, lambs from a, sh yeah, 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 so, okay. Lamb, lambs come out of the sheep, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and then calves, calves, that's the word I was trying to think of. I want to know more about the twins. Oh, they were a dream. Oh, one of them got married. Like 
they were great crack. And they, so they they were peroxide blonde as well. So we started creating our own little uniform. So it was the t-shirt of the nightclub, and then they came in. So the three girls came in with an orange belt, black black jeans, black like club t-shirt, uh, which had an orange emblem at the back, and then black trainers with white sock, white white laces. So then did I go and get the same uniform as them? So we were kind of like a little team compared to the rest of them. Oh my God, talking about like, so I kind of felt like me and the twins and Emer and Marty, we were kind of like a little posse. Oh God, it was, and they, they were so good, especially because this is the time I was having a great time at school. So I used to yeah. skip into work on a Friday. Didn't care that oh. people were vomiting on top of me. But I was like, you know, I was like, this is Especially through as quick as. Exactly. I was like, oh, look at you. You had too much, didn't you? Pet. <laughs> but okay. I think those jobs, people are, people are much friendlier to each other working in, in, jobs like that because i don't know and and retail all those kind of jobs i made so many friends when i worked in shops and restaurants and things because i don't know you're like you're in it together and it's an awesome yeah Yeah. but you're you're kind of little team and you look forward to your breaks and having a chat and it's so different to like office work where i know people are just very much doing their own thing and they're not really they don't need to be as as chatty and i had so many like so because i smoked as well when i worked in like pops and things and like the chat and you would have proper proper deep friendships with people just from those little smoke breaks but every day over the course of a year or two you get very very close did you work in what else so you did rest you got your pet how many are we up to now three four (laughs) <laughs> that's right three um yeah exactly how long do we have um so i've worked in restaurants uh nightclubs retail for years uh different brands i remember i had this one job oh god can, can i say the brand can i try to well, say it, it? Uh... it was, a, it was a, there was a there was a thing so um so say it was called um fred something so the the label of the the name of the thing that we had to do a fred education so they were like oh, this no. so they were, and we had to have a book of when we made a customer happy, when we made a customer sad. I was in Belfast. I didn't care about this job. I just wanted the cash. So then you were like, <laughs> and there was some girl in my assessment then three months later, which she had a book filled with photographs she took with a customer for her wedding oh. dress, uh, for, for wedges, and glitter, and there was feathers involved. And the whole thing was real thick. And then they go, and where's yours, Rory? I went, I left it on the bus. Oh, and they said, did you have it all done? I said, yeah, it's probably that thicker, thicker to the girl's book. And they said, well, anyway, you both passed. And then one, I came in one time, I was so hungover. And then they were like, oh, you're not Fred de Toe. Like they would make oh, little yeah. words like that to fit in with the brand. And I was like, it's like a cult. I was like, get me. I've killed them I all. Don't, I know. Those big, the, I didn't work for many of those kind. I mostly worked for like, um, independent you know, like little local yeah. shops and stuff but i think when you work for a big chain or something there's so much shite that comes from big like head office it can get and really hierarchy want, everyone wants to be a boss everyone wants to be a boss i i had one job like that which um i became a manager can you believe this <laughs> for a time i was on the route to oh becoming um really somebody in the um irish That's gifts that. and super Irish gifts and souvenirs. Oh. So <laughs> there is um, a chain of um, Irish souvenir shops in Dublin. There's about 10 of them in Dublin. Um, and I started working in one of them when I was still in college. I think it was like a summer job. Um, right. And 
I'll say the brand everyone knows. It's Carol's. I had a nice time. Oh, um, I remember Carol's. I owned Carol's for a time. So <laughs> I worked. I was the gatekeeper of Carol's. <laughs> it was Mrs. Carol's. Um, <laughs> so I started working in the Stevens Green shop for like Saturdays for a time. And then I finished college and I didn't know what I was doing. So I somehow, I don't know how it happened. I was like 21, but I ended up being the manager of the Stevens Green shop, like one of the biggest shops in the country. And it just, took over my life i was so wrapped up in it i like because you get you get kind of teased along and and little promotions and then like the money was actually all right so you get more kind of responsibilities and it was it was a very very intense kind of a time and i can see how those jobs like they're hard they they just get they get you they're really really difficult and it's this funny cycle of i think retail is really hard because you go in in the morning and the shop is clean and everything is perfect. And then the day starts and people come and they start messing stuff up and deliveries come and there's just chaos and mess all day long. And your kind of goal is to try and get to the end of the day and reset the shop and just make it as if nothing happened and just tidy everything up again. And then it starts all over again tomorrow. It's very, it's very hard because it's like rotating around and around. Um, And then there's targets because I was, managing like the money and the accounts and stuff so at the end of the day i had to write down in a book how much money the shop made and it would be thousands like it was a very busy Busy successful shop shop. Mm. thousands and thousands and then the column to the left was how much money the shop made on that day last Last year year. oh yes and so it says the 25th of june and you write down twenty thousand euro and then next to it you can see on the 25th of june last year we made 18,000 euros. You're like, okay, good success. But then it got to the point where I was there so long that I was writing in the amount next to where I had wrote it in last year. Like I was there. (laughs) And I was like, this target just keeps going up and up (laughs) because you had to be above the amount that we made last year. Yeah. That was the rule. That's awful pressure. How does this end? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A million a day. It's just going to keep going. So then I had a meltdown. And then I also was trying to quit smoking at the time. I think if you've ever been in an Irish souvenir shop, there's lots of very loud, like stressful diddly eye music, like Irish traditional music playing on loop for eternity. Mm. And there were long, like 10, 12 hour shifts. And then there's there's just a sea of, of Spanish children generally shouting and, and stealing things. And there's always, it's a, it's a weird sector because like, a lot of the stuff is it's just keyrings and it's it's kind of cheap like little souvenirs but some customers especially like american customers they would expect a lot of attention and like a lot of help and customer service and you could be stuck like for 20 minutes talking to someone about a tea towel and she's like tell me about the celtic origins of this design i'm like it's a it's a euro. I'd I pretend I didn't speak English. I would just pretend I didn't speak English. I'd be like, no, I like ask Will Girl, kind of tattoo, whatever. Funny. It's a funny. It's the same as like if you, you know, if you ask someone for help in like Primark or like a shop yeah. where the products are, are pretty cheap, you have to question I mean, like. I'm spending so little on this product. Do I deserve any sort of I know. <laughs> like you know, service? But the, funny, but the funniest answer is whatever we have is out. Whatever we have. <laughs> it's just like you are done with your job. But can I tell you the best advice I ever had? And I do you know, I think it was actually I heard it in a podcast. It wasn't from a human being. Well, it was from a human being via podcast. It was Phoebe Wallerbridge. She was on a thing. She said her mum's advice was anything you do in life, work hard for the first three months and then do whatever you want. 
So like, what and then you, give up. And then well, basically do whatever you want because people have it in your their mind that you're a hard that worker. So yeah. I worked I worked in a co-working space in London and I took that advice on board. I slugged for three months. And then after that, I was like going to drama schools in the drama school in the evenings and I was kind of trying like doing shows, comedy shows and stuff. So I was kind of thinking, God, this full-time job is actually, you know, it's kind of holding me back. So I was kind of like yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that was paying the wages, I was like, this is holding me back. So then I was like, I just gave up. Like I remember one time, it was a friend of mine actually was my manager. And it got to the point then, it was just before, and they loved me. And I did nothing. Like, I didn't really, I did the bare minimum. And then even less than the bare minimum. And I remember one time we had a head-to-head. I was on a, like, a Wednesday evening or Wednesday morning, you know, for the goals from the previous week. Yeah. So I, I always went to, like, you know, kind of, like, buy little pretzels or stuff or keep the supplies of coffee and whatever. And I remember my manager said to me, okay, so what were your goals from last week? And I said, not let supplies go below zero. And she goes, and how did you do with that? I said, not good. Really not good. She goes, what? Why? I said, there was a problem with the order. She goes, what was the problem? I went, I didn't order them. And it was just like, and then I was like, she goes, well, you're making my life so much harder. I said, I know, I know. <laughs> I know I wasn't going to do anything to like because I was thinking and then when I said I was leaving they were like oh don't leave do you know and I was so thinking, why, why do you want to keep hiring me I the worst I lost post but you're trained them to think that you were good but it's like that, I think that is that's a great advice work hard for three months and then sit back I know a lot of people who <laughs> maybe followed that advice and just sat back <laughs> mm. I worked in so many jobs where Maybe that's what happened. Maybe they were good at the start, but people who just do nothing and somehow no one seems to notice because they've been there so long. Yeah. What's your favorite job? What was your favorite job ever? Favorite job ever. Uh, God, I did butlering for a while. I really enjoyed that. Um, nice. And that's then, very glamorous. It was very glamorous. But it was kind of glamorous, <laughs> but not. And then, do you know what? Just anything. If I can't think of a favorite, favorite job. Uh, do you know what? anything where I was kept busy anything any like any hospitality as long as I kind of clocked in I was run ragged and then my shift finished I couldn't I didn't like working in offices I was an estate agent for a while couldn't stand that I was terrible at that yeah. but those I kind got, of jobs come home with you because you, you sales, don't clock out because I hate yeah I hate sales jobs bits, bits to catch up my favorite I've had a lot of jobs I've had a lot of very nice jobs I have to say I have no job okay. now <laughs> <laughs> this is my job here uh, but i've had i think my most interesting job this isn't even funny this is just like nice um yeah. i used to work in, in ucd in university and i worked in international recruitment so i used to travel all i don't oh. know how i got this job i was completely unqualified but i used to travel all around the world um to meet students who wanted to come travel to ireland and it was so I think maybe because I was on my own as well. I was like traveling a lot on my own and I was kind of in charge and I, I had like a little little business suit and I was flying around the place. Oh, you're lucky um, duck. That was very cool. But I only did it for like a year or two properly. Yeah. So maybe that's why it was enjoyable because I didn't have a chance to get like fed up of it and stuff. But it was very exciting. That sounds very glamorous though. I do think I do think everyone should change jobs every three years. Yeah, because I met people on, who I made friends with, but I, I met a lot of people from around the world who did that kind of work for 20 years. And it's very oh. strange if you're traveling, yeah. like 
traveling for weeks and weeks at a time, um, a couple of times a year, it's weird. You're you're kind of out and about, and you're you're constantly having these dinners with other people who are attending conferences and and exhibitions and stuff, but you're never going to see them again. So you're having like these first chats the and conversations. Same conversation, like the same all the time. <laughs> Oh, that's exhausting. So I didn't have a chance to get bored of it, but that was fun. Um, yeah, I've had some, I've had some very good jobs, but definitely I'm happy now to be unemployed or self-employed. I mean, self-employed. Self-employed, yeah. No, no, no. Rebrand. Rebrand. Um, what was your favorite place you traveled to in that job? Like, what was the favorite, like, dest- what was the most glam destination or exotic? Oh, the most, the most, like, bizarre was, um, I went to Kazakhstan. Oh, stop! <laughs> it was the, oh it was like, the strangest experience I've ever had. It was very, very odd. Kazakhstan is a country I'm very interested in. Um, I had a very nice time and it's a place I knew nothing about. I still don't know that much about it, but yeah. um, big, big, huge country and not that many people and just weird, just strange and such a weird history. Like the whole country is kind of new in its new like form as an independent country. So that was just incredible. And I was there um, and I would have no reason to be there without that job. And then I went to Taiwan a few times, which was amazing. Oh my um, God. What's the, what's, is it Taipei? Is the capital of Taiwan? No. It's Taipei. Yeah, you're right. I went to Taipei and went all up and down Taiwan a few times. Um, I know somebody went to Taiwan. Nice. Oh, we should go. We'll all go. I, it's my, it's my biggest recommendation. It's, it's a bit like Japan. It's a bit like China. It's a bit, it's a bit like kind of, all of the Far East kind of countries, but it has its own kind of tropical kind of vibe as well. Oh, it's very, lovely. very nice. Oh, I know. Oh, it's very it's nice, very hot. Hot. Very is hot. it steamy? Is it humid? It is humid. That tires me out. No, do you know what? I'll stay there. No, no, I just, I'll not. Thanks very much. I'll just, I'm grand here now. I just, that humidity just oh, knocks me. I'd, I'd need to nap. And I don't even, I'd just be holding you back. Oh, I I I did like the idea of like, I, I felt like such a such a high flyer, like yeah. having like checking into a hotel and it was paid for by someone else. That was all very exciting. Like a high class um, prostitute. Did you have a briefcase? I did a course, and I had a banner. I had like a little banner that I had to carry around and pull it up for different. Um, like did cars fairs connect you with cocks on it? Like, yeah, yeah. Or oh, at oh, airport. Oh. It was very dramatic. I went Jesus. to India as well. Like that was that was very exciting. We should do a whole other episode on <laughs> where you've been. My <laughs> history as a as a traveling businesswoman. Oh, that'd be lovely. Oh my god, you're like something. Why did I, I give up that job? What am I doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is better. This is better. This is better. Um, I'm going god. back. If anyone here is listening from UCD International, <laughs> yeah. we're both available. Um, very available we could I go as a duo can you imagine us selling our, that's basically what I was doing I was just selling the idea of coming to Ireland oh. we do a great job of it well if they, they, they can use this podcast if they fancy for, for a fee most but, conversations oh. started with have you heard about Westlife and they all know about Westlife wherever you go <laughs> in the world no one knows anything about Ireland but they know about Westlife was that Nadine Coyle did you follow up quickly with Nadine Coyle or Enya no. <gasps> or the course no. No, they didn't know. They knew Niall Horan, oh, which is actually, I'm, I'm very impressed that they know that he's Irish, not English. That's He's done well to fly the flag. Well, yeah, it's hard. when you speak to him, you can tell, though. I suppose we can tell. 
But anyway, I better go here because I've got a load of washing That's to it. take out. <laughs> <laughs> That's our job for today. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, Camille, I better go watch it. It's going to go sour now in the drum. Thanks for listening, listen. folks. I know you're very, uh, nice. you're very kind. I love yous. Um, but thanks we'll very back. much, Mark, as well. I love yous all. Back, I love uh, you too. Next week, we'll talk about we must think about what to talk about next week oh yeah 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 and if you want to write something in or send us a text or whatever um we will read it um well mark will um but anyway because I, <laughs> I might be up to, up to me eyes with this washing you're anyway. very busy oh, i can go uh, now bye 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 bye